Allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Boy, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the coaches. Oh, my God, I'm on the radio with Angela Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the breakfast club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the breakfast club today? Get, get your ass off. Good morning, USA. Hey, fam. Charlemagne's late. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday. Woo! Yes, Thursday. Thursday. Weekend mm -hmm. is almost here. Holiday season is upon us. Last night, they lit the Rockefeller tree. I didn't watch I it. I saw though. that. Did you see it? How the tree look? I saw it this morning on the news. I saw the tree. How did it look? It looks it look nice. Because nice? when they first brought it up, it looked kind of shaky. It looked kind of a little... Iffy. I mean, it's, of course, covered with lights. That's all you see. But it looks cool. Yeah. I never have, like, gone. You know how people go, and I, I think you need a ticket if you want to go see the tree. Yeah, this shit, you got to reserve. You got to reserve a time, reserve a spot. You can do it on your phone, and then they text you when your time is, and you can pass by there and take some pictures. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for all that. I'm not. I watch it on TV. I ain't going down there. Then there's, there's a lot of people down there. I, I'm good. I'm good money. I am good. I can't believe it's December already. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't feel like I can't like believe December. it's almost Christmas, it's almost New Year's, and then my birthday's January 3rd, so this time always is like Christmas, New Year's, and then my birthday. It's a hectic time. And yeah. my dad's birthday. Yeah, I've been telling people to, you know, do your shopping early. I said it a couple of weeks ago when I was speaking to the FedEx guy and the UPS guy, and it was like, you know, packages are going to be on back order. A lot of people are not going to get their gifts to after Christmas. And I didn't listen to myself. I didn't order <laughs> one kid's... You're telling everybody else all yeah, this advice. And I didn't order one kid's gift yet. I got to do, I I do it L today. Hmm? I saw in L.A. the mayor did a new stay-at-home order, and they're saying that uh, everybody has to stay home. It's an emergency order. Yeah. They said it's time to cancel everything. Yeah, even in uh, New Jersey and New York, they've been trying to get, you know, businesses to close early, not have as many people. But businesses are at the point right now where they're like, look, I'm trying to survive. Like, I understand it's a pandemic. I understand that people are getting sick. But in a minute, I'm going to lose my business. I'm going to lose my life savings. So people are like, look, I got to do what I got to do. Wear your mask and let's try to make this happen. But I really feel bad for those small businesses and those businesses that, that don't get the bailout money, that they don't get the support. They don't get the large sums from the government. A lot of businesses don't. A lot of restaurants are hurt. A lot of bars are hurt. A lot of small businesses are hurt. Like, I understand that, you know, we're trying to, to save lives and you want people to wear masks, but... These businesses out there, a lot of them won't bounce back, will close forever, you know? And these are businesses that's been around 20, 30, 40, 50 years, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, and it's hard because at the same time, we had more than 200,000 new COVID cases yesterday, the highest amount of number of deaths since the pandemic started, over 3,000. Yeah. Yesterday. But a lot of those big, you know, those big businesses, like, you know, your, your big gyms and your your big stores, they'll be okay. Government will cut them a check, they'll file for bankruptcy, or and then they'll bounce back. But a lot of these small businesses, like, that's how they survive. Like, that's how they pay their bills, their mortgages. Like, they really depend, especially on the holiday season. Like, for a lot of businesses, this is where they make all their money, and then they good for the rest of the year, or even the summers where they make all their money. So the fact that we, 
you know, are not helping them and supporting them is, is, is crazy. But I, I really don't know what to do because it's like I don't want to go out because I don't want to get coronavirus. But you want to support the small businesses because those small businesses support the small local towns in, in, in that environment, in that area, you know? I've been doing these uh, Wealth Wednesdays about entrepreneurship. A lot of what we've been talking about is these uh, small businesses and how a lot of people have had to pivot to online and figure out ways that they can actually right now adapt their businesses to what people need. And we've been talking a lot about what people have done in order to survive during this time. But, you know, you can watch Wealth Wednesdays on the YouTube channel to see about that. Absolutely. Even like restaurants, like, you know, you say you can only get 20%, 25% inside a restaurant. It's like... How do you survive off of that? It's difficult. You know, a, a lot of I, I have a lot of people that own restaurants here in Brooklyn that I still and I've been ordering takeout food more than ever before. And I will say, some of my restaurant uh, owner friends are saying that they actually are making more money, some of them, mm-hmm. than they were before the pandemic. That's and that's because people have increased how much they are taking out, God and then they've them. had to unfortunately cut their staff too, so there's less overhead. Yeah, so, so they're making money, but they're cutting the staff and firing people. See, but the problem with mm-hmm. that is, is like there's a COVID tax, right? They have this new COVID tax, and then there's a delivery fee. So now to order out, if you order out something basic that's usually twenty dollars, now it's costing you thirty eight dollars. Now it's yeah, no, I'm for cheap, right? Consumer, you know, you know. You know, I ordered a pickup, and they actually give you a um, percentage off when you do that. Mm. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. <laughs> Front page news: What are we talking about? Let's talk about sports because I see there's a lot happening right now in the NBA. Yeah, well, LeBron James doesn't have to worry about uh, cutting back right now. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Hey, I can't hear myself. I can't hear myself. I don't I hear, hear envy. Hey, no. I don't hear nothing. Nothing. I hear envy. Nothing. Hey. Turn the mics on. Hey. Nothing. Nothing's working. Or turn the mics on. I can't hear them. Oh, we talking? I keep hearing music. I hear pop smoke. Yeah, you can't hear yourself, right? I can hear. Am I? Hold on. Let me ask y'all a question. You're on air. You're on air. We're on air right now. Yes. Can you hear yourself? I can hear you guys. Pop smoke is playing in my headphones right now. Pop smoke is playing. Okay, now, now pop smoke is, is off. There we go. Jesus Christ! Christ. What are you guys getting paid for? Huh? Goodness gracious! My God, Coquito Poppy. Envy freaked out before, and I tried switching something, and now y'all got messed. You're on air. We're on air. All I heard was pop smoke playing. Yeah, that's all I heard. Pop smoke. Couldn't hear myself. Couldn't hear nothing else. What's going on? What's happening? Good morning, everybody. We got it together now? We good now? I think. I was hearing you guys. I still don't hear nothing. No, I just hear you talking. I don't hear no talk bed. I guess he's okay. over there sound like she rolling up. <laughs> How you going to come in late and then start criticizing people well, over I couldn't here. find parking. That's another thing I'm about to start complaining about around here. <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> that's the problem. The lots don't open to a certain time before they were 24-7, but because of COVID, they're not making money, well, so they, they, they don't open up to a certain time. Yeah, and one the one we usually park at is closed down. But whatever. We're here. All right. Well, let's get into some front page mm-hmm. news. Somebody that doesn't have to worry about parking is LeBron James. He just signed a new deal, right, Yee? Uh, yes, he did. He signed a two-year, $85 million extension. Jeez. Well, he probably don't have to worry about parking because he has a designated parking space at the Staples Center. I mean, I'm that's sure another thing, I'm sure. I'm sure that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but now uh, he signed to, you know, you can't do a contract over the age of 38, and this is when that contract ends. It's a two-year deal, $85 million extension, and this will put him to 38 He can't old. do a contract over 38. I, I was reading uh, in the NBA, they can only do uh, long-term contracts up to the age of 38, and after 38, I guess they have to do year by year. Mm. I mean, he didn't really add much to his contract, though. It's only a year. He had, a, he had a, I think, another year deal. He only, they only added, like, a year extension. He said two-year extension. No, but I'm saying his deal, like, the, the deal, it's restructured, but he only had, like, a year left. Anyways, mm. it's only, like, one year 
extra that they added to it. And uh, Russell Westbrook is traded to the Wizards for John Wall. Disgusting. I don't even see it. I don't even know what's the point of that. I feel bad for Russell Westbrook, actually. Why? Right, he's Washington. an amazing talent. He is. Amazing, amazing talent. He's still going to be amazing talent. Yeah, but I don't want to see him be a journeyman throughout the rest of his career. It feel like, um, it feel like AI a little bit. You know what I mean? No, AI was with the 76ers for so damn long, though, bro. Yeah, and then he ended up with Denver, and he ended Nobody up with... Nobody talks um, about Denver. What, what else did he go after Denver? See? Like Memphis. And Denver, you know what I mean? I don't want to see him bouncing from team to team. Now, we just met, remember AI for 76ers. What else we got? We got time for anything else? Well, LiAngelo Ball, he just signed a one-year non-guaranteed contract with the Detroit Pistons, so he's third brother to sign with an NBA team. Drop on the clues bombs for the Ball brothers, man. Drop and say whatever y'all want about LeVar Ball. You may not agree with, you know, how he does things or how he says things, but he has not lied. All his kids in the NBA. That was the middle-aged brother, right? That was the one that... Yep. Okay. So yep. they all in the league. Congratulations. All his kids in the league. Congratulations. Every single one. That and is. the NBA has said that they have 48 positives for COVID-19 and initial re-entry testing because the preseason games are supposed to be starting, by the way, guys, December 11th. So, All right, well, that is your front page news. And last night, uh, I said last night, yesterday evening, yesterday afternoon, the Steelers beat the Ravens 19-14. to they are 11-0. I think the closest team to beat them was my Giants, right? I think we lost by three or something like that. Oh, shut That's a up. Who cares about close two? Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're number one in our division. How's your team? Uh, Right behind you. A quarter of a game. Okay? Right behind. I'm not bragging about nobody being four and seven. You know what the Giants going to do if they win the NFC East? You know what any of those teams going to do if they win the NFC East? What? Go home in the first wildcard game. You never know. <laughs> Please. Stranger things have happened. This is 2020. No. Not, no. One thing we can bet on is the NFC East is going to suck. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, it's Sean. What's up, man? What's up, DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlie Man of God. Sean, what's, what's up, up, King? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, listen, so Angela Yee, uh, everybody, like, right now, I got a few questions. Like, I always hear the saying that goes, like, okay, um, don't go looking for love. Love finds you. Is that true? Like, like Angela Yee has, has love found? Like, <laughs> is that statement really true? Because I'm 23, like, I be on these little online dating apps, and, like, I meet females all the time, but all they have, like, all they be wanting to do is just, like, they don't be wanting no real relationship. Like, I don't know, yo. Like, it's just weird. Like, <laughs> like you said it yourself. You're only 23. You got to give yourself some time, man. Have patience, man. You'll you'll, you'll find that yeah, one, or that one will find you. But I mean, like, I want a long-lasting, like, I want to be in the streets anymore. Like, it's kind of boring to me. Like, I, I've been I've been <laughs> doing this since I was, like, 18 <laughs> I think when people say that, what they mean is you can't force it, right? Like you can't force somebody to want to be in a relationship. And sometimes you might want something at a, a specific time, but if you don't have it, you can't just be with somebody because it's convenient. So, like, like okay, like for instance, right? Like people, uh, like Romeo, he just found him a little like girl, and he was like, oh yeah, I've been mm-hmm. single for four years. He, he said I've been single for four years, but he didn't say he he wasn't. F- for four years. Yeah, like, <laughs> Man, you yeah but people, and I'm, I'm sure he was doing whatever he was doing, but for whatever reason, he wasn't feeling like he should settle down with any of the people that he was dating. And so there's nothing wrong with dating until you make sure you feel like that person is the one. 
Yeah, and Romeo's 31. i tell you something else, too, man. Set your table now. Like, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. If you feel like you don't want to have sex till you find that one, do that. Be, be celibate. Yeah, be the, man, be, the, be the man that you, be the good man that you want to be to a woman now. Don't wait. It'll happen for you. I believe in you, sir. Good luck, brother. <laughs> She's out right, there. Boo, boo. Your Juliet is out there, Romeo. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? This is Corey. Corey, what up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I wanted to call to thank, uh, well, good morning to you, Envy, Angelique, and Charlemagne. Good morning. Peace, King. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to thank Ye for keeping you guys in check and uh, being very beautiful every morning, making my mornings better. Uh, I wanted to well, thank, thank uh, Envy and Charlemagne for all the work that y'all do, especially in the mental health area. Uh, I haven't read books since high school, and since you've been doing the Audible stuff, I actually downloaded a book. And I've been reading for like the last two months now. It's really got me excited. That's what I love on. Audible. Audible, I mean, not, yeah, not, I loved Audible before I was in business with them, but they're they're great. Yeah, I, I downloaded uh, Malcolm X's autobiography. I just finished uh, Think Like a Monk, and now I'm looking for some more books. Uh, I wanted to ask if you could probably send me a book of yours, uh, if you don't mind. If you I got you. Y'all got to actually stay it. on hold, though. People be calling up here saying that, and then they don't stay on hold, so we can't get your address to send it to them. But I'll send you that. I'll send you a copy of my book and a copy of Dr. Rita Walker's book, The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. I really appreciate that. And lastly, I just wanted to say, man, y'all got to stop that fruity stuff up there, man. Y'all really <laughs> stuff. Fruity stuff. Y'all be, be doing too much. You and Envy, man. Y'all got to cut it out. FYI, we haven't, I don't know if you know, we haven't flirted with each other all week. Well, let's keep it that way. I appreciate that. Tomorrow's Freaky Freaky <laughs> Friday. <laughs> I think I got to make up for what hasn't happened Monday through Thursday, sir. Hold on, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got excited. If you need to vent into something now, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? It's Mike. Mike, what up? Get it off your chest, Mike. What's up, what's up? I just want to holler at my boy Charlemagne. Hey, Mike, what's up, up, King? You're doing a good thing, man. What you say? So stay up, King. Stay you're up, doing a good man. thing. You're doing your thing, man. Oh, I appreciate you, black man. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, can I give a little rap real quick? Go ahead. If you want to embarrass yourself, who am I to stop you? <laughs> you said you said I'm going to embarrass myself. Now, nah, if y'all can, go follow me at Young and Prodigy, Y-O-U-N-G-I-N, Prodigy, at Young and Prodigy, but... They wanted my song called Dirty Dan. Go like this. I'm on their neck like a motherfucker can. We should've ate like a tan. Had to get out the mud, used to run through the train. You call me Dirty Dan. Had to see through my vision, they see through my pen. I don't think they understand. They know that I'm working, they know that I'm certain my nigga might run up them bands. Hey, I'm gonna just let y'all get out. Y'all go get the rest of it. Go follow me. You get the rest of it on all platforms. Yeah, right, brother. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it was all right. I wasn't mad at it. <laughs> Hello, who's this? It's King J, the blunt man out of St. Augustine, Florida. What's going on? Why are you still up, smoking bro? blunts, bro? Chest. Blunts ain't good for you. Smoke a joint. I do it edible. Hey, you, so check me out, Charlemagne. Listen, it's been a while since I've been on here. Y'all know I used to be on here all the time, but um, I got to give a shout-out to Frank LaRosa uh, for MET Records out of South Carolina, Charlemagne. And what's it called? MET Records. The CEO is Frank LaRosa. Uh, we doing big things right now. We just had somebody get signed to Sony the day before yesterday. Wow. Congratulations, what, what part brother. of South Carolina? Um, around, um, 
uh, I want to say uh, Charlotte. It's, that's North uh, Carolina. North Carolina. North, okay, then we got we got a couple people that's in um, South Carolina that signed the MEG records too. Okay. But I, I just wanted to give a big shout out to, um, like I say, Frank LaRosa because you know he changing people's lives right now. You know. Um, and um, shout out to Lil Westside. I'm King J the Blunt Man, by the way. And we got a new song out called Move. It's hot and it's moving. Y'all don't want to miss it. Well, All right, salute brother. to you, King. Yeah. Have King a good one. J the Blunt Man, yes, sir. Check it out, man. It's hot. Charlamagne, check out. God, Envy love hanging up what? on people. He said it was hot. Jesus Christ. It is. The man's about to give out his website and stuff and tell people <laughs> how to get to the music. He Let did. these black people prosper. I am. Jesus Christ. I did. It's mad people on the line. You want to go to another rapper? I don't know if we got more on the line. I don't know. I'm just picking pick people. Hello, who's this? Hi, hi, hello. Hello. Wow. Um. Hey, this is Isaiah from Maryland. Hi, Isaiah um, from Maryland. How are you? <laughs> so, Charlamagne, uh, I wanted to to get it off my chest. I love y'all show. Um, I listen to y'all every day, like before class and like when I'm studying. And I, uh, yeah, I listen to your other podcast. Uh, um, lip service. God, yes, lip service. Yeah, my mind went out blank. But yeah, I love your podcast. Um, and Charlemagne, like I watch Girlfriends. Uh, <laughs> you said it was good. It actually is really good. That's right. Everybody go out and watch Girlfriends. How old are you? Twenty one. Twenty one years old. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Wow, it's so crazy. All right, it's um, over. Hey, Charlemagne, can I get like your book? I got you, but y'all have to stay on hold. Y'all got to stay on hold so our producer can get y'all address, and I'll send you a copy of my my latest book, Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. I say latest, but it came out two years ago. So, But I got you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, I love you guys. We love you, too. Hold, hold on, hold on. Don't hang up, because we're going to get you your info, all right? All right, awesome. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way, E. Yes, and this classic book is getting a sequel. I never thought this would happen, so I'm excited for it. It's been 20 years since this book came out, and now there's a part two. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Sister Soldier. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, Sister Soldier is putting out a sequel to The Coldest Winter Ever. Now, you know that is a classic book. That was like one of the first books when you were younger that you read that you were like, "Woo, this is a little sexy in here. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so the sequel is called Life After Death, and that will chronicle Winter Santiago's life as she nears the completion of her prison bid. And you know, the, the beauty of books is, you know, people say, oh, that book is 20 years old, but literally somebody could have bought that book yesterday. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. books just live on forever and ever and ever. So a sequel makes since somebody waited 20 years for the sequel, somebody just picked up that book last week. It was like, oh, wow. Right. Can't wait. And everybody kept trying to make that book into a movie, and it still hasn't happened. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but they need to to make that I'm, I'm thing sure. I'm already. sure it will. That's, that's, that's lifetime intellectual property, that book. So I'm, I'm sure it will at some point. 
All right, now let's talk about CC Sabathia. They're doing the uh, Under the Grapefruit Tree, the CC Sabathia story. It's a documentary, and HBO Sports and Major League Baseball are teaming up to do that. It's about the life and career of CC Sabathia. So Shout that'll be CC. huge. That's going to debut on December 22nd on HBO, and then it's going to stream on HBO Max. I'm excited about that. Shout out to CC Sabathia. Dropping the clues, moms, to CC Sabathia. Damn it. I can't even believe I had to tell you that, Drum. You Puerto Rican and from New York. He was in the Bronx this weekend, actually, giving away uh, supplies to, to kids. Baseball bats, gloves, balls, and all that other stuff. So shout out to CC. Drama's was out there getting the ball. What is that supposed to be? Now, he released he a statement. Couple. He said, I, I couldn't be more grateful for the chance to give viewers an inside look into my career and to share my unfiltered story. I struggled for a long time with alcohol addiction and anxiety, which I pretty much hid from everyone I knew. It's my hope we can inspire athletes and non-athletes alike to open up and let their friends, family, and teammates know that there is a path through this. You are not alone. That's right. Tell your story, man. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't eradicate any of those stigmas around uh, mental health, anxiety, or none of that. If you don't tell your story, tell your story. Yeah, shout out to his wife, too, Amber Sabathia as well. All right, Fat Joe says he once turned down $10 million hmm, to fight 50 Cent. I don't know if that was a real $10 million, but this was all in him trying to actually give Nate Robinson his respect for getting in the ring with Jake Paul, even though he got knocked out. Here's what he had to say. So when I had beef with 50 Cent, people were like fake offering me $10 million, $5 million, go fight 50 one-on-one. Now, I'm not scared of 50. I fight him for free at the time. But to get knocked out, maybe, on TV, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, and I don't think we're giving him his respect. I'm sorry, and, Joey Crack, for 10 million out of four fifth. Well, well <laughs> 10 million. It's, 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 I get what Fat Joe's saying, but you know, I think it, I don't. I didn't hear the whole clip, but 50 Cent was also a Golden Glove boxer in Correct. New York in the 90s. So once again, you're getting in the ring with somebody who's actually skilled at the science of boxing. Correct. So yes, you probably would get knocked out. Yeah, well, That's just the truth yeah. to the matter. Yeah, prob- yeah J- probably. But for $10 million, I would train and I'm supposed to lose. Yeah, it's not yeah. like, I don't know. I don't it's know not if like if I lose, it's like, oh, you lost. No, I'm supposed you to lose. That, I don't know that. if anybody ever wants to get knocked out on TV exactly. by somebody they really don't like in real life. It's t- just over for you. And you think the psychological damage of being a meme for the for the rest of your life ain't going to impact you? You think that $10 million is going to wash away that pain? Your son looking you in the eyes, going to school, getting laughed at because yeah. his dumbass daddy with that fake beard got knocked out let's, on TV. Let's, let's be honest, though. Let's be honest, though. Could you imagine once one punch went, they'd be shooting in there. It, it, it wouldn't have lasted that long. Or if I would have had to just take a knee and fall Why would they be shooting? It's Terror Squad. Man, back stop, in, Back man. in those days? <laughs> they got, he got in the ring. They're not, in, go, it's not in the, they're not in the street. Man, listen. Come on. You don't know Terror Squad back in those days. Hey, geez, he going to shoot up the fight when Fat Joe agreed to fight? Yes. Oh, just, that's ridiculous. You don't know Terror Squad back in the days? I think they're a little smarter than that. Back in the Nando in those yeah, days? Yes. You're bugging. All them. right, now let's revisit a story from yesterday. <laughs> NBA star Malik Beasley and Larsa Pippen. Everybody was talking about the two of them spotted together holding hands in Miami and shopping. And apparently, according to a close source to Malik Beasley... They're saying that he was actually separated from his wife for months, even though they uh, had just gotten married in, I guess, in March. Uh, They had actually been separated and that he had already started the process to get a divorce. Now, according to a close source to Larsa, they shared that she was fully aware that Malik was still married to Montana Yao. But after talking for some time, they bonded over their pending divorces and that's what was happening. And by the way, they also pulled up this old um, post 
of Larsa Pippen, she po- had posted a selfie and she said, I hold back sometimes I want. And Malik Beasley had left a comment under it, said, I just want to take you on a date and treat you like a queen. And that was from about three weeks earlier. So the brother did nothing wrong. The brother was already separated. So he wasn't doing anything wrong. That's what it sounds according like. To the, according to this source, we don't, this is all alleged. I believe it. Black men don't cheat. You know what I mean? And I'm so sad that, you know, we jumped the gun and I listened to y'all yesterday thinking that man was walking around Miami with his side <laughs> yesterday chick. I you knew tried better. To say, yesterday you tried to say he wasn't black. Well, clearly he's black, right? <laughs> black men don't cheat. I didn't know. I was, but, I was but, thinking he was mixed with something. But if he left a post under her her, her page, I mean, the world Clearly knew. they separated. Yeah, the, yeah, the world yeah, yeah, knew yeah. that one. And by the way, walking around Miami holding her hand is either super dumb are now that I think about it, yeah, they he probably separated from the wife. I didn't think nothing of it, but that's what happened. Social media does that to us all the time. We jump the gun on things based off what we see, and we don't know the whole story. So I'm glad that, right. that man uh, was separated from his wife, and he didn't do anything wrong. And once again, I can allegedly, say, without a doubt, black men don't cheat. You ain't say so allegedly yesterday when you were talking about that man walking around with a side chick. Well, that wasn't alleged. He was walking around holding hands. I didn't no, say they you said were in with a relationship. Side chick. No, I did not. I never used the word side chick. You said he you. was cheating. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said they were spotted holding hands in Miami. That's a fact, right? That was a picture of them, and that his wife, he is still married, didn't know and found out the same time we found out. Well, they his wife that he separated from. Black men don't cheat. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And you know what? I want Jake Paul to fight Clarissa Shields. <laughs> That's who he needs to call out. What? What? Jake Paul needs to call out Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields will I should wash. knock him out. Clarissa, Clarissa Shields, Shields will wash definitely. Jake Paul. Yeah, that's not going to be a fight. Clarissa Shields will wash Jake Paul. Yeah, she's a boxer boxer. Yes. <laughs> that's who he needs to call out. That's what we need to see. It's not a fight. Clarissa Real Shields fight. versus Jake Paul. No, Clarissa Shields is one of the best. She would put him on his ass. Well, yeah, I, I want to see it. it. That'd be entertaining. That's what you We're putting see. together entertaining fights. I want to see it. No, I don't want to see that. All right. Well, we got front page news next year. What are we talking about? Yes, Donald Trump. You know he's still the president. Well, he has posted a 46-minute speech on election despite there being no evidence of voter fraud. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And if you're looking for auto insurance customized just for you, you need the General Insurance. They have excellent customer service, and they have been in business for over 55 years. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. Breaking news. Breaking front page news. Breaking front page news, Angela. Good morning, everybody. We are the breakfast club. What the hell did we just hear? (laughs) I had to stop for a second. (laughs) Envy has an OnlyFans page. He did not tell us. Wow. This is crazy. Envy, you don't want us to, to promote this? It's not an OnlyFans, OnlyFans page. Why would you say that? Whoa, 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 will you stop for a second? Why would you say Is it on OnlyFans? I'm not naked. Is it on OnlyFans? Yes. Then you have an OnlyFans page. If you want to, yes, it is on OnlyFans. What it is is. Okay, were you going to be on there naked without your beard? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to be without my beard. No, I'm not going to be on there naked. If you really want to know, is we're doing real estate. So instead of having an OnlyFans where we're naked, people can subscribe on the OnlyFans and watch. As we flip houses now, and see how we do it. Now your partner Caesar. And we're gonna be twerking in a house with no that, floors. That was great. <laughs> that was. Envy's partner Caesar used to be four hundred pounds. Let me paint the picture. For you. That was that was. Caesar now he's lost and- a lot of weight. <laughs> Clearly, he wants to show his body off. 
He, by the way, he was a lot more humble when he was fat. All right, now he's talking about Trump support and all types of other wild stuff. Okay, all yes, right, now he's got an OnlyFans. Caesar and his wife Jen created the OnlyFans so people can, because so many people come to us and says, "Hey, I want to learn more about what you guys do." So the easiest way to get people involved is, hey, everybody goes to OnlyFans. No, we're not naked. We're not in bikinis. We flip each not, other on there. You know, we're not. <laughs> we're not flipping each other. We're not flipping showing. <laughs> we're not flipping. NJ. We're, not, really NJ we're not showing our toes. It's just a way where people can get knowledge and go to a spot to get the knowledge until the TV show comes out. Well, but salute to Caesar. Not Caesar, naked, nothing like that. Caesar has lost a lot of weight. He looks good, but not good enough to pay for. I want you to know that. Charlamagne, <laughs> Charlamagne got so excited. You got an OnlyFans? I didn't get excited. Yes, I was did. just like, first is OnlyFans, next you're getting the rest of the PPP from. That's how it works. That's how it works, that's how it that's works how in 2020. Works. That's, what the, that's what the rappers do. Okay, let me move on. Um, so, three former United States presidents are volunteering to take the coronavirus vaccine publicly. They want to prove that it is safe. So, they're hoping to do this awareness campaign to promote confidence in the safety of the vaccine and that it's effective. Here's what Barack Obama had to say. People like Anthony Fauci, who I know and I've worked with, I trust completely. So if Anthony Fauci tells me this vaccine is safe, absolutely I'm going to take it. And and I understand, you know, historically everything dating back all the way to the Tuskegee experiments and so forth, why the African American community would have some skepticism. But the fact of the matter is is that vaccines are why we don't have polio anymore. I will be taking it and and you know, I may end up taking it on on TV or having it filmed just so that people know that I trust this science. Why should I trust any of them, though? How we know they're getting injected with the actual vaccine? How do we know? Mm. Not to mention, you know, Barack, that could be your white side talking, okay? Your Shut black up, side man. could be saying, nope, we're not taking this vaccine. Your white side is like, nope, let's go take but, this vaccine. But he has a point. Vaccines are the reason why some of these diseases have stopped. And Very true. If we want to see our family members and be able to go out and about and go to your favorite restaurant and your favorite gym and all those things, we go to Broadway, to movies, to clubs, we're going to need to take the vaccine to make sure everything is Yeah, because... People take that flu vaccine every year. I've never had it in my life. I took it this year. Never mm-hmm. taking a flu vaccine. I, I just don't want to be on the front lines. I've like, never had one either. <laughs> exactly. It's just like the PS5 and the Xbox. You don't run out there and get the first one, do you? Because you might have bugs. You wait. Okay? So I'm just going to wait. I'll wait to the second, third wave. You got, you got yours free. What do you mean? Wait, you got yours free. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? Uh, all right, now, Donald Trump, in the meantime, has posted a 46-minute speech, and it's not about coronavirus. It's not about the safety of the nation. It's about elections and voter fraud, even though there's no evidence of voter fraud. And even Attorney General Bill Barr told the Associated Press that to date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. Here's Donald Trump. This may be the most important speech I've ever made. I want to provide an update on our ongoing efforts to expose the tremendous voter fraud and irregularities which took place during the ridiculously long November 3rd elections. We are going to defend the honesty of the vote by ensuring that every legal ballot is counted and that no illegal ballot is counted. I want to know how much money he raised after that speech. Because you know that's what this is all about. This is just all about going out there, continuing this lie about, you know, the election was illegal. People donate money to him. And, you know, he's building up his war chest for 2024. Mm-hmm. He's going to run again, so. Oh, he's just going to run off into the sunset with all the money. He, <laughs> he accumulates one of the two. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. What if he's just raising his money to pay his debt off? Don't he got a big ass debt too? He mm-hmm. does. He definitely definitely does. Mm. And let me shout out to a uh, young Chanel. Uh, now, young Chanel is this uh, young girl who's uh, from Atlanta who has, uh, I believe, brain cancer. So uh, her and her family had to move to Houston because Houston has one of the best hospitals when it comes to children's uh, cancer treatment and things like that. So uh, she's in Houston right now, and the family's going through a hard time. Of course, they've been there for the last couple of months because of quarantine, pandemic, and everything. So next week, we're doing a fundraiser for this young girl. Uh, If you've seen her, uh, she's always with, uh, if you go to Trader Truth, She's taking pictures with Trader Truth, Little Duval, T.I., Cardi B just posted her, I think, yesterday. So we're doing this huge, huge, kind of like a a 10-hour fundraiser where a bunch of DJs will be DJing, trying to raise money. Uh, We got so many people involved, but I just want to put people to it. So if you can, go to her page. It's Young Chanel, Y-H-U-N-G dot Chanel. Uh, We're going to create something because we got to support. She's a pretty beautiful little girl, smart little girl. But she just needs help. The family needs help. So we're going to do what we can to support. Shout out to Efezi who called me up with this idea. So shout out to all the DJs involved. D-Nice, uh, Camillo, Spin King, Steph Cakes, Infamous, AC Feezy, of course, Mark the Spot, uh, JQ. We're just trying to do something for this young girl. And I want to put that out there because I know we're syndicated in Atlanta and Houston. So That's dope. we just need to, you know, continue to su- support. So uh, Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, the quarterback, he's going to be... Uh, jump stepping in and donating a lot so we're just trying to get people involved i i, I it hurt my heart to see the story about this young girl and their family and how they're trying to, to fight cancer and how they pretty much have moved to a place where they don't know staying in motels and hotels just to make sure things are right so i just want to make sure that people are you know stand behind and, and anything doesn't matter if you got a dollar five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars and i'm gonna be calling the houston and atlanta stations too because i just want to get everybody involved and we can help this young girl make her have a, a, an amazing christmas and really support all right so uh, if you hit my Instagram, you could just uh, see the link and, and definitely, if you can, support. And, uh, it's going to go down next Sunday. All right? Now, when we come back, who's joining us when we come back? Um, let me Guys. look on the schedule. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who Lynn, is Richardson. Lynn, Lynn Richardson. Lynn Richardson is going to yes. be joining us. Yes. Lynn Richardson is joining us. She's going to be talking about financial wealth, generational wealth, and all that other stuff. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line this morning. We have Dr. Lynn Richardson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Dr. Lynn is an author, entertainment executive, and celebrity financial coach. Now, that's what a lot of people need right now. They need some help with finances. I know a lot of artists, a lot of celebrities, a lot of people didn't plan for this. There is really no way to plan for this. They tell you to plan for three months, maybe six months, but, I mean, we're going close to a year. So what would you advise people to do to stay stable, to make sure that they can come out of this if if they are having, you know, hard times, losing their jobs, et cetera? Well, you know, I think I have to uh, share a little bit about my background because I think if people understand where I came from, they'd understand that I really understand what it means to go from zero to nothing. I was born and raised in Chicago. My grandmother was 75 years old, cleaning homes to wealthy people, putting me through college. She taught me to go to school, get a good education, get a good job, go to church on Sunday, wear clean underwear in case, get hit by a bus, you know, all of those things. (laughs) Yeah, you know, grandmama's got to tell you to wear clean underwear. But what, I didn't know anything about money. If I needed money, she'd tell me to look in the room on top of the shelf, behind the box, inside my pocketbook, inside the zipper, wrapped up in a piece of paper towel, it's $20. So when I got off to college, 
um, at a great uh, college, uh, one of the wor uh, world's top uh, academic institutions. Um, I didn't have any money, so I got a bunch of credit cards. I couldn't pay anybody. When the creditors would call and say, Lynn, can you borrow the money? I'd say, can I borrow it from you? I had all kind of funny answers, but then I got out in the real world. My credit was jacked up. I got my furniture from Renner Center. So I'm supposed to be young, black, and educated, but I was financially dumb. Fast forward, I get married. I'm successful. I helped the lady with four bankruptcies and two foreclosures, overcome her credit issues, but I was not living the truth. You see, no matter how much money I made, I always found a way to be broke. And I was making $80,000, $90,000 a month, not a year. It did not matter. So the number one thing that I have to say to people is more money doesn't solve a money problem. If it did, millionaires wouldn't go bankrupt. There's only one way for us to start to, you know, get on this path to being financially free, and it's to spend less money. You know, we come from a history of having, and so when we get the opportunity to have it, it's not that we are not intelligent. It's not that we aren't capable. African-Americans and people of color, we are presidents, we go to the moon, we are astronauts, we are academically inclined, but when it comes to wealth, we are last. And so I tell everybody to live by the 10, 10, 30, 50, the first 10% you tithe, the next 10% you save right now in a pandemic. We've had a great opportunity. As a matter of fact, consumer spending, our consumer saving is up 10% from 5% up to 15%. The next 30% is cash and cash helps you avoid a spending addiction, which is what you have when you go to the grocery store for toothpaste and walk out with $179.47 worth of stuff you don't need talking about well, it was on sale and it wasn't on sale for you. <laughs> and the remaining 50% stays in your checking account for your bill. So that's really the basic of basics of it. There's a lot more to it. We have to spend less money. We have to get more money because the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. So we have to have multiple streams of income. And then we have to learn how to get our money back. And I think right now with the new administration coming in, I think this is a prime opportunity for people of color to really dig in and not be embarrassed, not be ashamed, because everybody has either had a money problem, is having a money problem, or will have a money problem at some time in the future, but to start to really do the homework to get our money straight. Now, how did you spend $80,000 a month and still broke? What were you spending? Were you flying private? Were you popping bottles? What were you doing spending $80,000 a month? I was, so I started out making, just like everybody else, I started out my first job making 25000 Then you get a raise, now you're making 50000 a year. Then you get into your flow, now I'm making 100000 a year. Then I go into sales, now I'm making 50000 a month. So here's the deal. If you get a raise and raise your expenses, you no longer have a raise. <laughs> you in bondage, right? So what happens is when we get a raise, you get a $25,000 raise, you buy a $50,000 car you get a $100,000 raise, you buy a $200,000 house. So my issue wasn't a spending addiction, really. My issue wasn't buying clothes, it wasn't buying drugs, I don't smoke, I don't do anything. I had an issue worse than that. I thought I was God, I thought I could save everybody. So when my family members needed money, I would loan money to people even when I didn't have it, so they wouldn't think I was broke, which I was. So then that's a cycle. And I did not have a budget. I used to think budgets were for broke people. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like the, the biggest institutions on the planet, they have a budget. So what we have to do is start to track our spending. Some say money talks, but I say money walks away from you quietly and you don't know where it went. I wish money was here. I'm about to roll bounce up out of here. When you come family, I ain't going to be here. But it does not talk. 
So we have to go and track every single dime. And what happens with us, we all say it's just. How many times have we said it's just? It's just $2. It's just $10. It's just $100. It's just $1,000. So when you add up all the it's just, that's where your wealth is. My wife does that to me all the time, especially in regards to like loaning other people money. Cause you know, with this whole cash app era, Venmo era, you like, oh, it's just $500. Oh, it's just $1,000. But then you look after six months, you didn't spend $10,000, $15,000 giving it to other people. Yeah, you know, and it's like, we have this clash with our heart because we are, my grandmother, she passed last year right before her 98th birthday. So. You know, my cousins and everybody, they see me on the Steve Harvey show and Good Morning America and now the Breakfast Club, hallelujah. And so they, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm successful. But the, here's the deal. When family members start asking for money and when family members start asking for things, it's like you want to help them. But I have to ask myself, how am I really going to help you? Am I going to help you by giving you money? Because helping and enabling are two different things. So when we enable, everybody actually gets worse. When we help, we can elevate people. So one of the things that I teach in my 21 Days to Financial Freedom class is when somebody asks you to borrow money, treat them like the bank. If you go to the bank and try to borrow $500, they want your name, social security number, your blood type. They want to know where your mama lives. They want to know what church you belongs to. <laughs> they want to know everything. Yeah, right. All right, we got more with Dr. Lynn Richardson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Lynn Richardson. Yee? What do you say to people who are like, I still want to invest and be able to have a retirement plan and some type of estate planning? How can they manage to do that if they're still trying to pay off bills? Um, so I think the very first thing is to first eliminate every single possible unnecessary expense. Go through your bank statement. Look at the subscriptions that you may not be using. The IRS says when you hire your kids to work in your home-based business, you can pay each child up to $12,400 a year. That's IRS publication 15, page 13. I say it because people don't believe it and it's the truth. Um, and you can pay your children, pay them a salary, and now all the things that you were going to buy anyway, all of those things that they can now buy with their own money, you now get a tax write-off. So we have to start thinking about every single possible way we can keep money in our pocket. The next thing we have to do is we have to get other streams of income. There's no other way. You literally have to get more money and then start to get your money back through proper tax planning. And then you just start with a dollar. If you, if you save $1 this week and just add another dollar next week, you'll have $1,500 at the end of the year. So start anywhere, start small, um, start putting money into a 401k. Had I just started putting $100 away for retirement when I was 20, when I was 19, when I was 25, then that would be a difference. So I think the biggest thing, um, Angela, is for people to know that no amount is too small to start. Just start and stay consistent. Now, how do we get this? Yeah, you know, because I think for myself, I think the curriculum in schools need to change. Like. You know, they don't have a financial advisory course. They don't teach you. Most of our parents don't know. They don't understand. They, they live in their house today, die, and then they pass on the house with the bills. So, so how do we get this knowledge for people out there that's just starting off? Where, where would you advise them to look? So if you go to askland.org, New Wealth University has classes on everything from how to start a home-based business, 21 Days to Financial Freedom, how to invest in the stock market. Um, I have attorneys teaching how to bounce back from bankruptcy. What people don't understand is bankruptcy doesn't cause 
the credit score to drop. It's the things that lead up to the bankruptcy. So we have to get an education. And I have been saying this. It's like, I feel like Noah, who was telling everybody it was going to rain. I've been saying everybody needs a home-based business. Everybody needs a financial education. And then here comes the pandemic. And so um, that's what we're starting to do. Uh, Hip Hop Sisters Foundation, which I co-founded with MC Light. We've given away over a million dollars in scholarships to young people over the past eight years um, so they can get their academic education. But this year, we uh, joined together with Candy Burris, and we've been giving away business scholarships. We've been giving away business scholarships to young entrepreneurs so that they can have um, a head start at starting a successful business. So what are the negative things about foreclosure? So if you if you have a bankruptcy or foreclosure, so we'll start with the bankruptcy. If you, yeah, if you file a bankruptcy, if you file a Chapter 13, a Chapter 13 is a repayment plan. That means maybe you're behind on your house, you're behind on your car. You cannot catch up on the past due payments because what happens with a mortgage, if you are late four months, you can't just pay one. They won't accept one payment. You have to give them all four months at the same time. So in a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, all of your debts are going to be consolidated. They're going to give you one lower payment. They're going to probably get rid of all of the smaller credit cards with the highest interest rates. And you can file, you can buy a house one year after filing a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. People don't realize that. A Chapter 7 bankruptcy is when you just get rid of all the debt. You say, I can't handle it. It's too much. So let's discharge all the debt. You don't have to have a credit score to buy a house. With the FHA program, you can get a house with a zero credit score. You don't even have to have any credit. You can get a residential mortgage credit report. You can get a, a, a house. They will take your rent. They will take your cell phone. They will take your um, light bill. And they will, they will take a rent plus three other bills that you pay to anybody, get a 12-month history, and create what's called a residential mortgage credit report. So you can bounce back quickly after bankruptcy. But we have to stay educated and stay connected to each other and not be ashamed to talk about it. You're saying with an FHA loan, right? That's the first time home buyers loan, right? You can get a, a loan with zero credit score? You can get a loan. So here's what you can do with the FHA. So you don't have to be a first time home buyer. You can have one, you can only have one FHA loan at a time and you have to live in the property. So just because you get an FHA loan doesn't mean your interest rate is going to be higher. So let's start there. The second thing is you can have an FHA loan. You can have them multiple times. You can, this could be your fifth home. As long as you are going to live in the house and it's your only FHA loan, you can get it. And what people also don't know, the FHA 203K rehab loan, that's a commercial residential. And the only way you can do that with 3% down is through the FHA program. You can rehab, paint, put new roofs, all of those things. So there's a lot out here for people to be able to build well. I didn't know that was zero. Zero credit is better than bad credit. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Lynn. You know, when we talk about multiple streams of income, the first thing people will say is, I don't have time. I'm working this job. I got kids. I'm in school. What would you say to the people who say, I don't have time? I had, I did an Instagram post on that. I said, you got to snatch the time. You have to get rid of the things that are draining you. You have to empower your children. Everybody can say, I don't have the time, but we have to make the choices and then we have to get the people around us to cooperate. The best thing that we can do that each one of us can do is be the best ourselves to ourselves. And when you're the best thing to yourself, then you look around and people get empowered. This was a hard journey because when I started getting my money straight, I had a big house in the suburbs. My children were accustomed to having Christmases with toys from the front of the house to the back of the house. So when we start 
um, cut back on things. My youngest daughter, she asked to get her hair done. And I think my husband might've said, well, you know, we got to look at the budget. She said, are y'all broke? Like she was disgusted. <laughs> she was disgusted. And it dawned on me, it was like, man, like what have I done to my kids? Like I've really jacked them up. So a lot of times we think we're sacrificing. Let me get my kids this. Let me buy them that. Let me go get them this. But what kids need are parents who are going to give them a financial education. What are some unique financial opportunities you've seen for people during this pandemic? Because I know a lot of people have been struggling, but we've seen some people really come up. So what are some stories or things that you've seen? Oh, my goodness. First of all, what everybody has to understand is this. Whenever there's a pandemic, a disaster, this uh, 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, the recession of 2008, the stock market crash. Whenever things are going bad publicly, there are a whole bunch of people getting rich. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of people coming up. And I said, you know, you'll either be, there was a post, you'll either be a millionaire, a billionaire, or a witness coming out of this pandemic. But everybody should understand how to invest in the stock market, their 401k. I don't care if it's a dollar, 10, or a thousand. We should start to look at, watch the news, see what's happening in terms of economy, look at um, virtual um, uh, streams of income, look at businesses that have gone out of businesses, business, figure out ways that you can be a part of either them thriving or starting something new. How can you use your gifts to solve a problem? What, what would be your number one piece of financial advice that you offer to people? The number one thing I would say is to stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, rich people stay rich because they act poor and poor people stay poor because they act rich and poor people stay poor acting rich in front of other poor people, which is real crazy. Right. And I've been there, done that. To put that in a nutshell is to forget about what other people think. That's right. Well, Dr. Lynn Richardson, thank you so much for checking in and giving me your Instagram so people can follow you and check you out. Lynn Richardson. Follow me everywhere at Lynn Richardson. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Dr. Lynn Richardson. Yeah, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is rushing back in here. Drop on the clues bombs for Lynn Richardson, man. I hope y'all learned something. Yeah. She gave yeah, out some free jewelry. She gave out a lot of free jewelry. Sure did. To help you with your finances. Uh-huh. It's crazy because it's right around the holidays, too, and I think that's always a really important time to start thinking about your finances as well because I know sometimes we want to splurge during this time and we want to buy presents for people and do things that we know might be out of our budget a little yeah. bit. So, mm-hmm. And for all you parents lying to your kids about Santa Claus being real, man. Santa you, Claus is real. This is a perfect year to let Santa them Claus know that real. Santa Claus mm-hmm. is quarantined. Santa Claus is real. Man, shut now, up. Santa Claus is going through some problems right now because he can't get to where Santa Claus is quarantining. But Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus has to social distance this year. Since y'all, since you, since you're lying to your kids anyway about Santa, Santa Claus. Santa Claus is real. Hey. You, might, you might as well tell them that uh, you know Santa's social distancing this year, so you don't have to get them no presents. Nope, Santa Claus is real. Somebody, hey, somebody posted something earlier today. I just read. And I thought it was hilarious. They said, uh, "Please allow your children to believe in Santa." I mean, you believe that 520 credit score is gonna get you that car, so you might as well just let Santa be real. <laughs> no, yes. Because guess what? You if you can, have all cash, you could get a car. Yeah, and you can always fix your credit score. There's nothing you can do to ever make Santa Claus come down your chimney. You don't even got a goddamn chimney. Here's the thing. If we're going to keep lying to people about Santa Claus, can we chimney. at least update the story? I have a chimney. You do, but a lot I of people don't. He comes to the front door sometimes. Oh, he comes to the front door. Yeah, who don't okay. have a front door? But you also, I thought you said you, the back oh, door before. He comes to Charlemagne's back door. <laughs> you also tell the kids don't answer the door for strangers. 
Santa Claus well, he doesn't. Key. Nobody. He doesn't, he doesn't ring, ring the bell. bell. He doesn't ring the bell. Your homie up here. Don't do that. You're well, supposed to be asleep when Santa Claus comes. Yeah, well, listen to all you people that like to do home invasions, dress up as Santa Claus. They're gonna let you right in. Bah humbug. All right. Yo, why are you so? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, I'm just telling you. Update the story. This Stop. guy believes in in squat, Sasquatch and mm-hmm. aliens, but, but not Santa and that's the crazy. Truth fairy. That's, that's wild. He's been abducted by that. aliens. Come on, come on. Even though God has shown us the world, he showed us has shown us the universe and all of these galaxies. You believe in Santa Claus more than you believe in extraterrestrials? I believe Says both. a lot about you. But you from New York. You've I believe been living both. in a bubble your whole life. I believe Way before both. quarantine. With Tim's on, but I ain't got nothing wrong. <laughs> with Tim's on. And lugs. Don't forget lugs. I don't wear lugs. <laughs> I don't know who got lugs. I never owned a pair of lugs in my goddamn life. All I'm simply lugs. saying is... Don't make us pull out some pictures, Envy. But yeah, moral, you can find me in some lugs. You know I got paid for it. You know I ain't got no damn lugs. Okay, so the, maybe... The story is, don't hurt yourself this holidays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you have enough excuses to uh, tell people why you can't show up with gifts and all of that type and of stuff. kids out there listening, I know there's a lot of kids in the car saying it is real. Oh, and if you don't God. believe, you don't grow. That's why Charlemagne is so short. Yep. Right. Now we got rumors on the way Santa in. Santa Claus is real. And so is that PPP application your um, daddy put in when he ain't never owned a business in his life. All right? So when the fat white man knock on the door and he don't got no Santa suit, but he got on that police uniform and he telling your daddy to come out the house with his hands behind his back, it's your fault. Because he had to do what he had to do to put some presents under your tree. All right? And give all, all right, the credit to a fat white man. I think Since I- y'all talked about that, let's talk about G Herbo and the rumors when we come back because now there's this fraud scheme that they are allegedly <gasps> saying that he's involved in and he hasn't responded via his lawyer, so we'll tell you what they're saying. And what right. is Santa Claus doing in a crip neighborhood with all that red on? Y'all ain't think this whole thing through. Some of the other reindeers got they just wear the blue the blue um, bandanas on the on the neck and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a blood left by Crips. All the reindeers is Crips. Yo, it's the breakfast bugaboo. All the reindeers is Crips. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, G. Herbo is one of several people who has been charged in Massachusetts, and that's with a fraud scheme. Now, according to these reports, he's been named in a federal fraud case that says that he, his music promoter, and other members of his crew used stolen identifications to charge more than a million dollars worth of exotic services over a four-year period. Amongst those things they're saying are trips on private jets, limousine rides, exotic car rentals, a vacation at a villa in Jamaica, and two designer puppies that were purchased from a dealer in Michigan What's in 2017. What's a designer puppy? Is that a Gucci puppy, Louis Vuitton puppy, Hermes Birkin puppy? What kind of is, is, is a designer I would, puppy? I would love to know. I really do want to know what a designer puppy is. Mm-mm. I guess, you know, some dogs are very expensive. Yeah, no, they are. I've never heard, like never heard it referred to as designer. designer yeah. I right. want a designer well, puppy. It's a 14-count indictment that charges all the defendants with a conspiracy to commit wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. What if a designer puppy is really a baby panda? Panda. (laughs) (laughs) Panda, 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 panda. Well, now, just on behalf of of G. Herbo, according to a statement that's been made, he has been charged with several offenses in Massachusetts. However, he maintains his innocence and looks forward to establishing his innocence in court. He has legal representation in Massachusetts via Prince Lobel, whose team has reached out to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Massachusetts to make arrangements for G. Herbo's appearance. He will appear there whenever he was required, either in Zoom or in person. Now, how is G. Herbo responsible for this, though? What if his team was doing this? What if somebody on his team was using the card and booking these things and he was just along for the ride? He's not knowing how any of this stuff is paid for. I'm just saying, I don't know. 
Well, according to this report, they said they they used the crew used stolen credit cards to charge a week's stay at a villa in Jamaica at at his request. And then there was another trip to Florida that was also charged illegally, a personal chef, a private security team. And so I don't know what kind of evidence that they have. Mm. But I guess we'll see. He's saying that he's innocent. So we shall see what happens. Watch your circle, man. Watch your circle. My mom and dad used to always say, watch the company you keep. I didn't listen, but, you know, still. Watch the company Mm -hmm. you keep. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Chet Hanks was on... (laughs) <laughs> on Clubhouse. You know, there's a lot going on on Clubhouse. It's the same app that Kevin Hart was in, and he was going back and forth in a room that was about his stand-up comedy. Well, now Chet Hanks is defending his use of patois, and here's what was said. When you're in an environment where there are no Jamaicans, no people that understand or are sympathetic to the Caribbean, to Jamaicans at all, if you just basically walk into people and just use it. Guys, it's really as simple as this. If I get on a binge where I'm watching a bunch of English gangster movies and I, and I go around and just going about my day-to-day business, like ordering a coffee at Starbucks and I'm with my friend and I go, hey, give, give me a latte, governor. <laughs> like, it's not coming from a place of, ooh, I'm going to sh- on these English people. Right, that, so Treehouse? Yeah. That was, yeah, that's on, on Clubhouse. That was Chet Hanks defending his use of Jamaican patois. I've heard both things, though. I've heard people who are Jamaican say they weren't offended, and I've heard some people say it's just annoying. But well, I don't know about... I've never... Nobody I know personally has said that it's offensive, but on Clubhouse they were saying that they do find it offensive because uh, this is an oppressed group of people, and when you use an English accent, those people were not oppressed. So Treehouse is just like Twitter. There's just a bunch of people over there arguing, but you can actually hear the people. But you can actually hear the people. And you can argue with them back in person, so you can go back and forth, which is stupid. No, Clubhouse, the way the Clubhouse app works is it's invite only, and you have a panel discussion pretty much, and you're only allowed to speak if you're on that stage. The people can listen, like if you're in an audience, but you can't speak unless you're on the stage. So not everyone can speak. You're talking about anxiety and people getting stressed out. You keep going on, on, on Clubhouse if you want. <laughs> Not interested. No, nah, me neither. But they do have different rooms that are about things like finances. It's about the music nobody industry. Nobody ever talks about those rooms. I've never heard <laughs> yeah. anything about those rooms. All I hear is arguing. Kevin Hart, this, Chad Hanks, that, like, you know. I think we was on there one They're going in on Breakfast Club. I ain't, I'm, don't send me You no don't have to go in those house. rooms. You can go on. There's a whole bunch of th- different rooms and panels you can choose from. I'm not going in none of those rooms because I'm tired of making white people rich off these social media apps. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like Instagram or <laughs> Twitter. Yes. Facebook. I'm tired of it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that on, is your rumor report. I get on fan base when um fan base gets bigger. Salute to my man Isaac Hayes the third. I'm on it now. I still post on fan base now. You know what? Okay. Yes. I start posting on there now. <laughs> All right. That's what you all right. Bring everybody there. We do. Yeah. I just don't need no more digital distractions, man. It's just you know I'm trying to wean myself off all this stuff. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, you know, four after the hour, we're going to talk about a couple that tried to go to Hawaii to have big fun. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. You get dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You get donkey of the day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that Around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes. Well, donkey of the day for Thursday, December 3rd, goes to a Hawaiian couple named Wesley Marib and Courtney Peterson. Wesley is 41 and Courtney is 46. They are grown, grown. 
Okay, adults, fully formed, grown-up humans, persons of a mature age, so they both understand the power of choice. They both are capable of making their own decisions, and at 41 and 46, they should fully understand the consequences of their actions. So I don't feel sorry for what happened to them because they don't care about what happens to us. Okay, see, we all know COVID-19 cases are surging all across America. The number of COVID hospitalizations surpassed 100,000 for the first time nearly to double the number from spring. Okay, there were over 3,100 deaths reported just yesterday, just on a Wednesday. Okay, 273,799 people have died of COVID and more than 13.9 million people have been infected. Uh, We shouldn't be here. Okay, yes, the last administration handled it all wrong. This we know, but it's also you humans. Okay, you humans who don't believe the virus is real. You humans who don't want to wear your mask. Listen, I love raw dogging oxygen too. But guess what? I love being alive and healthy even more. I also don't want to get anyone else sick and cause them not to be healthy and die. That's what a good human does, okay? Part of being a good person is helping others, all right? Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on Earth. Simple and plain. But Wesley Marie and Courtney Peterson clearly don't feel that way. See, the couple were flying with their four-year-old son from San Francisco back home to Hawaii, and they got arrested. Why did they get arrested? Let's go to ABC7 for the, new, for the news report, please. A Hawaii couple who traveled from San Francisco International Airport to Kauai has been arrested for boarding that flight when they knew they were positive for COVID. The mayor of Kauai announced the arrests. The man and woman are actually residents of Kauai who tested positive during pre-travel screenings prior to their United Airlines flight from SFO over the weekend. They're charged with second-degree reckless endangerment. They're currently in isolation, and contact tracing is being done to alert anyone who needs Mm. to go into quarantine. Mm -mm -mm. These two cases have increase the island of Kauai's total number of current positive cases to 17 from 15. Disgusting. Okay, these two have absolutely no regard for anyone else's life, anyone else's health, including their son. You test positive for COVID and still get on a plane, still walk through airports, still interacting with people because you need to get home to Hawaii. I get it. You wanted to get home back to Hawaii, but you tested positive for COVID. Sit your ass down somewhere, okay? You thought you was going to get back home to Hawaii to have big fun. Didn't you, Wesley and Courtney? Isn't that what you tried to do? Didn't you get on that plane to Hawaii to have big fun? Tell me, Wesley. Huh? Tell me, Courtney. Didn't you get on that plane to Hawaii to have big fun? Shut up! Don't you dare open your mouth when I'm asking you a question. Did you really think that the two of you could go careening into Hawaii after testing positive for COVID and not one single person would find out? Did you really think that, Wesley and Courtney? Shut up! Hawaii was the perfect place for you to be from, okay? Hawaii limbo would be the perfect game before you two, before, uh, for you two because this is low. Okay, knowingly boarding a flight aware of their positive COVID-19 test results, placing the passengers of the flight in danger of death. You two are the wretched, okay? You didn't have to go see the wretched. You both are wretched. And the moral of the donkey is those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. That's why you two are wretched. No way y'all are happy because you clearly don't think about anyone else but yourselves. Please give this Hawaiian couple, Wesley Marib and Courtney Peterson, the biggest he all. <coughs> Disgusting. All okay, right. we all miss raw dog and oxygen. You hear me? All right? But you got to do what you got to do to help others. Put your mask on, social distance, and please, if you've tested positive for COVID, quarantine. 
Correct. My God. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. when we come back, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Donnie. Hey, what's your question for Ye? Question, Ye, how you doing? First off, good morning. Hey, Donnie, how are you? I'm doing good. It's crazy. I got in. This is my second time trying. But I guess, you know, I'm just highly favored. But uh, it's meant I got to a be. question about the holiday. Mm-hmm. For my girl, man, my girl, she, she likes, you know, real expensive things, real expensive bags, which is cool, you know. But uh, she gave me her Christmas list. You know, and everything everything's on there like fifteen plus hundred dollars, which is cool. Which you know, I don't mind spending. I just I've never I've always looked at you know my previous relationships stuff like that. They weren't into that, and it just mm-hmm. seems like a lot of money for a bag, especially in the time. <laughs> right now. I, I mean, okay. Happy, I want to give her something she likes. Do you have it? Like, can you afford it? Because I is nothing wrong with if you fifteen hundred is too much out of your budget right now. Um, no, it ain't that. I, I can I can probably aff- afford it, you know, especially for her. I love her. But just I've always looked at it like, like, yeah, that's a little, you know, you know how much, what else we can do with that money? Yeah, but, you know, it's a gift for a reason. That's the time. Now, now listen, I'm never a fan of splurging on things if you don't have it. But if you do right. have it and it's going to make her happy, then it shouldn't be an issue. Right. But I just need you to be honest about that. If you need to tell her, look, I'm, you know, budget, the timing, I would love to get you something, but I can't get you this. Instead, I can do this. Because it's not really all about the gift. But I feel like this, too. If I mean, look, I actually had a relationship with an ex-boyfriend who, when we broke up, he used to get me the worst gifts when we were together. And I'm not a... I'm not the type of person that's materialistic in that way, but I also feel like you should be thoughtful in what you give somebody and pay attention to what it is that they like. It doesn't have to be the most expensive thing. It just has to be a thoughtful present. Now, you asked her to give you a list or she just gave you one? I think she just knows, you know, she she likes what she likes. She's like, look, here here you go. She didn't say this is what you have to give me. It's funny because she actually told me yesterday she had a conversation with a friend and her friend was like, you know, he ain't, she ain't about to get you none of that. You know, he, her advice to her, her friend's advice to her was, you know what, don't ask for nothing that's more than the rent. <laughs> okay. So, that's good advice. Her, you know, giving her like $1,000 cash, let her get what she towards, wants. And then she can get it towards whatever she wants. But, you know, I also yeah. feel like isn't part of the giving the gift, not just giving somebody cash, but buying them something that they can look at and be like, look what my baby got me. Right. I think she'll appreciate that cash just as much, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that, but no, you could also I, get her. But I will say this. Get her, like, a really nice card or something to put it in. The presentation's important. Yeah, yeah, something thoughtful. Okay, can uh, Charlamagne, y'all can, they can hear me? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Good morning, man. How y'all doing? I was wondering if I could get one of your books. I'm definitely going to send you a book, man, because you're going to need it to read in jail because I feel like you're about to go out there and apply <laughs> for a, a fake PPP loan. I feel it. I feel it, and I feel it in my bones. I heard it when you was talking. Uh, I was like, man, he about, to, he about to do a fake PPP scam right now. But well, no, I'm going to I'm, I'm send you a copy it of the book. Okay, cool, cool. Thanks. Hold on. And I'm going to send you a copy of Dr. Rita Walker, The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. 
everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello. Hey, what's your question for Yee? Um, I just wanted to know, like, how I guess I should feel about, I guess, my baby's father. He, um... I guess we were together for a couple of years, and, like, now we're not. Like, basically, he'd be back and forth between, like, me and his other baby mama, and I was just trying to figure out, like, how should I feel about, like, you know, the holidays coming up, and he basically be, you know, going back and forth between the both of us. Do you get along with the other baby mom? Not at the f- Oh, excuse me. Not at all. And you know why, right? Well, yeah, she's super rude. I mean, I honestly could, like, not even be beefed out with her like that. But, like, she says things, like, about my kids. And, like, she's, like, very, you know, like, evil. The reason y'all don't get along is because of him. Because he's sleeping with both of you and y'all don't like each other because of it. And you take it out on each other instead of on the person y'all should really be taking it out on, which is him. I agree a thousand percent. And so I just want to put that out there because I think what's more important than that is that your children are both raised in a loving environment and he's putting you guys both, he's ruining both families by doing what he's doing. Because now you don't like her. She's nasty to you. I'm sure you're nasty to her as well. Y'all are comparing yourselves to each other. You're wondering why is he over there? He should be over here. She's whack. She's this. You going in on her because of something that he's doing. Yes. And so I think he sounds like a very selfish person. And what you need to do is find somebody to be in your life who is going to know for certain that you are the person who he wants to be with and who will be a good role model for your child. How do you think your children feel seeing him do the things that he's doing and then seeing how it affects both of you as the moms? I totally agree. And, you know, this is the reason why me and him aren't together because, you know, for years I was basically like, the girlfriend that was being cheated on, you know what I'm saying? Like going back and forth with her. But it's like, it's so weird. Like that whole situation, like, I don't know. It's it's, it's real crazy. We, we could be on the phone for hours right now if I really explain like about everything that's going on. But basically like, like basically the kids that I have where the child that I have was supposed to be like his only biological child. And then I don't know, it's just like a whole whirlwind of stuff start going on and, and, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I totally, uh, you know, agree with whatever you're saying or whatever. I guess it's just like I'm in a predicament right now. Like, I am still dealing with him. And, like, you know, I'm not working right now. So, like, you know, he helping out, you know. So, if I don't deal with him like that, then I don't get the help. He has a child with you. Doesn't he have to support that child? I totally agree. But it doesn't happen that way if I'm not dealing with him. Yo, he sounds like an awful person. Everything that you're telling me about him, he'll only take care of his child if he's still sleeping with you. So he's using that so that you can survive and have to be dependent and rely on him. And now he's got you in a situation where you don't get along with the other child's mother and y'all two are beefing with each other. Now he's got your children looking at y'all crazy, like, man, what's going on with my family? And he's getting everything that he wants. He's sleeping with you. He's sleeping with her. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything because you feel financially that you're dependent on this man. So now you're sleeping with him and continuing to do that, even though it's against your better judgment. Yes, because I really... Do you have, do you have other people that can, can help you out during this time, too? No. I actually was... A, um, uh, I was working at the sheriff's department, you know, in my city or whatever, and I got laid off during COVID and... 
Um, ever since then, it's really just been, you know, him helping me out, basically. Uh, but you, I don't have... Don't be afraid you know, to get child support to make sure that he takes care. If he is acting like he won't do stuff for you because of that... Support. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I put him on child support. Like, so, I mean, still, I don't think I'm going to get anything because he doesn't, you know, he... You don't work either. Girl, you got to do better for yourself. You got to think better of yourself and do better for you and for your child, most importantly. It sounds like this is not going anywhere good. It isn't. It's so funny. I had to call just to hear somebody say it, like, you know, out loud. I'm going to send you a gift, okay? I have something for you from Urban Skin Rx. I want to send you this amazing gift package. Do you have a cash app? Maybe people want to help you out so you don't have to to worry about your your baby daddy. I do, but I really don't want to like... Oh, oh you're, you're anonymous. Okay. Well, hold on the line. We're not going to put your information out there at all, but I do want to send you a gift package to help you out, and we'll, we'll speak about this later. But what I want you to do is leave this man alone, think more of yourself, figure out how can you not have to rely on him so much. He still needs to take care of his responsibilities and his child. But if there's a way that you can talk to family members, friends, anybody at this time who can be a support system for you, don't be ashamed or embarrassed because you're not the person doing anything wrong. He is. He's got you in a situation where, you know, your self-esteem is probably low. You beefing with this woman. That's stressful already. You got a child that's watching everything that's happening and looking at you and you got to be a good role model. I agree. And you got to take care of yourself. And I want you to find happiness. And you're not going to find it as you're blocking your blessings with this bum. Yeah, totally. It's like, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I just, you know, wish I would have. I just feel so, you know, deep in. So. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it feels like that until you're out of it. And when you look back, I want you to look back at this six months from now and be like, damn, and we do this all the time. What was I thinking? Yeah. You know, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. So hold on the line. I'm going to send you a nice, beautiful gift package from Urban Skin Rx, and we're going to get your information so we can stay in touch. Okay. Thank you. All right. No problem. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit ye. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, we do. We are going to be talking about another uh, makeup and situation because we never thought that Tyrese and this person would ever be cool again, but he said that there's no more beef. We'll tell you who it is. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so it looks like Casanova has surrendered himself to authorities last night after he was named in an indictment of the untouchable Gorilla Stone Nation gang earlier this week. He's facing racketeering, conspiracy, firearm possession, and conspiracy to st- distribute controlled substances as part of this indictment. So there's other another 17 suspects who are all already in custody. That's horrible, you know? And, 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 I, and I wish Cas the best, and I really hope Cas was not involved in any of these things that... Um, the, the federal authorities are saying he was involved in. Right. Well, we guess um, we will see what happens, but he has turned himself in. All right. Tyrese says that he and The Rock have made up after this beef that they've had for quite some time, which we've all talked about. Nobody. Um, so he, nobody. Nobody what? Tyrese. 
<laughs> All right. Well, here is what he had to say uh, during a conversation with Comedy Central Stir Crazy with Josh Horowitz. You know, here's the thing. And I actually said this about The Rock. Um, and me and The Rock pieced up, by the way. We talked oh, yeah? four hours about three weeks ago. What's interesting about The Fast and the Furious is it's not about any of us individually. So we're like the UN at this point. Everyone gets to go to the theater and say, he and she looks like me. If I did it with Tej, then who are we going to play off of? But I just could not make it about me. So I'm assuming he got asked about The Rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. it was, yeah, it was a conversation. He said, me and The Rock pieced it up. Right. So good for them. <laughs> I'm glad that happened, and they had a four. I wonder what that conversation was like. Yeah, four I'm sure hours. The, I'm sure the Rock feels so relieved to finally get that off his chest and finally get. <laughs> Maybe he does though. Maybe they were really friends, and you know, you don't like to have a falling out with yeah, someone yeah, that you yeah, were tight yeah. with. The Rock's life was I'm terrible sure. without Tyrese. I'm sure. Nobody says his life is terrible, <laughs> but sometimes, saying. you know, when life is good, you don't want to have those things yeah, you don't kind want those of on you. And those problems, so. Mm-hmm. All right, now Drake has announced the launch of a Nike sublabel. It's called Nocta, N-O-C-T-A. That is for the nocturnal creative process. He released a statement and he shared some thoughts. He said, this moment is full circle for me. I mean, growing up, Nike was everything. It felt like every shoe I wanted, every athlete I liked, everything I owned was Nike. It didn't mean anything unless it had a swish. So I like the name that's Nocta. Nice. That's a dope name. Nocta? Especially, I mean, the whole meaning behind it, like for people that, what you say, people that move at night, what do you say? I said uh, nocturnal creative process. Yeah, so that's people that's up, you know, really late. And, you know, I always remember when, some not always, but sometimes Drake would put scary hours. And then he'd drop mm -hmm. something late at night. Mm -hmm. That's what he did with Back to Back. All right, hours. well, the Nike Nocta collection will drop globally starting on December 18th. And you can visit Nocta.com, N-O-C-T-A.com, if you want to see more. Now, LeBron said that he actually wanted to launch his own Nike brand. And he had somebody he already wanted to sign. This might be the first time this person even heard about it. Here's what he had to say on Uninterrupted's Road Tripping Podcast. I wanted to begin Team LeBron and have Luca as my first signing with Nike. I don't believe that the, my guys at Nike was ready for that uh -huh. and obviously they were not because he ended up going to jordan yeah and i don't even know if luca knows this but he would know it now i wonder what they weren't ready for were they not ready for team lebron or were they not ready for luca to sign with team lebron is there a team lebron That's what I was gonna say, is I, there a team lebron i don't see no team lebron gear if you're not ready for a team lebron at nike then you need to shut down the whole goddamn building <laughs> <laughs> lebron been lebron for 17 years mm -hmm. now well, Luca ended up doing a deal, I think, with Jordan. Jordan yeah, he ended up mm -hmm. going to Jordan. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, let's talk about a, a, a new report from The Athletic. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, uh, the, according to this report, they got special treatment, and that led to some chemistry issues with their teammates. Now, according to this report, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were allowed to have their own security detail, bodyguards, personal trainers. They also had veto power over the team's practice schedule and travel times. And several team members think that Kawhi Leonard flexed that ability and canceled several practices over the season. Also, Kawhi Leonard was allowed to live outside of L.A. He was living in San Diego, which was two hours from his home arena. They said that this exception made him late very frequently for team events and for travel. They said the Clippers didn't even have the perk of getting them to act as public faces of the franchise. They even were allowed to postpone post-game conferences for almost a full hour 
after the game ended for treatment and for workout. So makes sense. They had stars. Yeah, what's the problem? We're yeah, trying to figure stars. out what's the problem here. There's, I'm sure there's people on that bench that don't got to worry about security. <laughs> it's Kawhi Some Leonard people and need Paul security. George. They had the superstars yes. on the team. You think LeBron don't get special treatment? Absolutely. Come on. Now, according to the report, they also were allowed to decide when and if they would play. So they could decline playing time. They could sit out entire games and <laughs> even tell the coaches Park. during the game that they would not be subbed back in. My leg hurt. Hey, a wise beige man once said, party don't start till we walk <laughs> in. <laughs> All right? That is something and then that, what happened? We were never late again. That is very true. <laughs> but that, was, that was about 10 years ago. We got written up. Listen to <laughs> stupid ass and be like, let's go eat. We got a staff meeting. Nah, don't worry about it. Party, party don't start till we, we walk in. in. We walked in that staff meeting 30 minutes that late. That party has started. That's the first and last time we ever got written up. I'm not listening to you no more. All but right. I don't, I mean, but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're the superstars of the team. I would assume. Party don't start. Oh, but then, but you know what? What you do have to think about is imagine how the other teammates feel and how do you build a strong team when stuff like that is happening. And how do other teammates feel when you sign a $190 million contract and, you, and, the, other, and the guy is only making... $5 million for two years. Like, come on. It is what you it is. You got to know who the superstars are, man. Come on. Don't all right. All right. Now, there's also going to be an All the Smoke episode with Paul George that's going to be released on December 10th. Can't wait. And on this episode, Paul George is talking a lot. He talks about Doc Rivers uh, not using him in the proper way. The way I was being used, I felt like I was, you know, Doc was trying to play me as like a, a Ray Allen or like a J.J. Mm -hmm. Redding, like all pin downs, all like... I can do it, but that ain't my game, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I need some flow. I need some mixes of, of pick and rolls. I need some post-ups. All that. Just different touches, you know what I mean? That last season was just hard. I can't wait to listen to and, that. In addition, he talked about when the Clippers were up 3-1 against the Nuggets in the Western Conference quarterfinals, and then they ended up losing. Listen to this. We went up 3-1. Uh, we felt like, you know, we're going to win the next one. We lost. We like, cool, we up 3-2. We're going to win the next one. We lost. During that whole process, like, we, we never worked on adjustments. We just literally having the same happen over and over again. So, you know what I mean? We talking amongst each other. Like, the conversations is like, nah, we going to be all right. The conversation should have been like, nah, we need to this change this. Do. Yeah, mm -hmm. we need to switch this up. We wasn't, like, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think we deserved it. We wasn't prepared enough. Kawhi Leonard and Paul, Paul George got Doc Rivers fired. They had that same conversation with Stupid. upper management. <laughs> <laughs> and they got Doc up out of there. But uh, salute to Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, All The Smoke Podcast. I thoroughly enjoy the All The Smoke Podcast, and I'm proud to be partners with them on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Networks. So make sure y'all check that out. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Reports. All right. Now let's get to the mix. It's Lil Baby's birthday, so let's start the mix off of Lil Baby. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to Dr. Lynn Richardson for joining us this morning. So, to Dr. Lynn yes. Richardson. Yes. Uh, there was something. Dr. Appreciate that advice. Yeah, there was something Dr. Lynn Richardson said that uh, people don't agree with, right? Yeah, no, everybody was telling me that you cannot get an FHA loan with uh, no credit or zero credit. They said that they have, and this is a, a bunch of financial people that have been hitting me and hitting me up and say that is impossible. They've never seen it before. So I don't I don't know. I'm not a, a, a lender, but that's what they're telling me. Okay. All, right. all the stuff can that I, I'm dealing with, that's what, that's what people have been telling me. Can I get something off my chest that I'm irritated about before you finish this? Go mm -hmm. ahead. You know, my internet service hasn't been the most amazing, so I called the cable company. And I told them, I said, look, can y'all send me a new cable box? Because I think my box isn't strong enough. 
because uh, my tenant, she said that she had a similar issue. They came in, they switched out her box, they gave her a different one. The guy came upstairs. He was like, yeah, this isn't strong enough. You need a different one. So I called, explained the whole situation. They sent one in the mail and they sent me the same ex exact one I already have. After waiting all that time to get it, it's just annoying. And that's why y'all, when you hear me on here and things get broken up and sometimes not that good, Playing the cable company. <laughs> All right. True indeed. And listen, I want to tell everybody too, man, make sure you pre-order Tamika Mallory's book, State of Emergency. It'll be out on um, May 11th, 2021, but you can pre-order now wherever you buy books, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, all of those good places. All right. Yes, and shout out to YFN Lucci, by the way. My episode uh, will be on tonight with him on my show, Established with Angela Yee, that's on Fox Soul. And it's a really, really good one. So y'all might want to check out YFN Lucci. He talks about any and everything. He was like, I'm ready to just open up about everything I have going on in my life, from my relationship to beefs to the music. So listen to that. All right. When we come back, positive notice the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do have a positive note, man. The positive note is simply this. Never regret a day in your life. Good days give you happiness, and bad days give you experience. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 